Today is the um, sixth day, our last day. Um, and like sex, it all comes at the end. Um, the, um, I don't know if I haven't used as many sexual metaphors as I normally do, because I, I go under the uh, presumption that at least some of you, or all of you, should understand that orgasm comes at the end in sex. Some of you that have never had an orgasm, then you don't know that. For some of you that have never had any sex, you don't know that either. But um, we've had an interesting five days, especially yesterday with Robert going through um, six plus hours of uh, internet guru magic sauce. Um, notwithstanding, we have some uh, internet gurus in the audience of the uh, 13. Uh, which should have been 16, but we had three fall out at the end, one of which just um, canceled because of um, she didn't recover from a uh, surgery quick enough uh, the day before. Good morning. Good afternoon, as the Dutch would say when you're late. And um, But today, um, we're going to do another role play, at least one we're going to... Um, Go through your success tests. Um, we're going to um, do the uh, pre-conclusion and conclusion, and um, yeah, obviously you'll get an opportunity to ask any questions. Um, I realize because of the black tie dinner, um, and since some of you, maybe all of you, don't know how to put your kilt on, uh, you may be uh, pressed for time at the end. But I would rather get through. Um, all the material, even though we started an hour later today at 9 instead of 8, then uh, not get through the material, and I would rather start the uh, festive uh, festivities late than uh, not get through all the material. Um, remember that you have one year of uh, conference calls with me starting, I believe, our first conference calls on or about July 1, and uh, Thelma will um, contact you and uh, let you know the time. Uh, as I think I said in the beginning, I don't make the calls convenient for you anymore as I used to when I used to get at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning to talk to you um, because some of you still weren't on the fucking call. So now I make it very convenient for me and I don't give a fuck if you have to get up 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And I make some more or less a doofus test. Either you want to know the information or you don't. It doesn't really make a shift to me because uh, I already know the information. Uh, the, um, <coughs> I've talked to everybody at least once, I believe, in uh, what we call the private special time. Uh, a couple of you I've talked to twice, and I think I'm going to talk to uh, at least one or two of you a second time, and uh, maybe one of you a third time. Um, we've talked about emotional bank account all week, and I told you that we had a death threat in our office. Uh, I mentioned that, didn't I? In, 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 in the Philippines. I, I, I've had time to read all the emails and all the Skypes now. And it never ceases to amaze me that how much your emotional bank account, remember, financial bank account, emotional bank account, you always run out of your fucking emotional bank account. It has nothing to do with money. Whether you've got a lot of money in the bank or no money in the bank, it's the emotional bank account. And the way you deal with the adversity that dictates whether you make it or not. 
So when I went through this, the, the emails and then people commenting on what happened and then I read uh, some of, I saw some of the Skypes who was involved, um, the employee didn't have to leave, the senior manager. It was a Friday night, they don't train on the weekends, she didn't have to be at work back until Monday. But I believe, I don't know, I can't, it's harsh to say she uses it as an excuse that somebody threatened her daughter's life. That's harsh. But she didn't have to resign and leave like a thief in the night with her tail between her legs. Um, her, her, obviously her emotional bank account was weaker even than we thought. Um, but some of you will experience that. And you'll fold up your tent and go home. Now, one of you knows what this is, because you've been through SEAL training. I didn't show any of these today, or this week, but it's training that uh, the SEALs, the guys at Zap Bin Laden, and the, um, and the guys that shot the Somalian pirates, and uh, the guys that ostensibly are, are, are. The U.S.'s first line of defense against terrorists, etc. Now, now, I didn't go to SEAL training, I know SEALs, but I went through a similar training many years ago of the United States Army, and uh, it's one of the reasons I am the way I am. I never thought about it when I was going through it, I was getting the shit kicked out of me. Um, and, uh, but uh, the, um, it's a toughening process, and not too many of you, um, are, well, I'm not sure any of you are as tough as these guys, um, but it's, it's a toughening process that, in theory, tests your physical limits, but what it really tests is your emotional limits. Because physically, for those that, like Ricardo, that have climbed big mountains, Everest, etc., uh, you can push your body a lot harder than you think. And it, it, it made me think, because there was some old Scott that, uh, climbed Everest the first time in 96 and he looks like an old guy and he's about my, probably my age or older and he just climbed it again last year and he was talking about people um, that uh, have expended energy and the people that have died on the, on the mountain, uh, not just that mountain, but other mountains. And uh, from time to time on the conference calls when one of you doesn't choose to be on the conference call, I will probably comment. Um, it's not an absolute or a guarantee. I've already given seven guarantees this week. Uh, but it, um, if I think it appropriate or apropos, I will make the comment that the person's not on the call, uh, not because the business isn't going well, not because they got their click-fuck account whacked, or whatever, uh, for the internet gurus, uh, but because emotionally they didn't want to take the fucking beating that I'm going to give you. And I assure you, I'm going to give you a fucking beating. Because I'm going to send you a format to follow to give me weekly reports. And I'll know within 14 days if you're doing shit. Because the first week you'll say, I accomplished this, I plan on accomplishing this, these are my problems. So the second week... What you accomplished should have been what the first week you did, you planned. So because I'm old now, sometimes I give you a third week, just because I'm feeling like the Pope. 
I'm feeling like giving special dispensation because maybe, maybe, maybe you stepped on your dick or you did this or your daughter got knocked up or your mother said whatever. But by the third week when they don't, three reports don't mesh up, I'll know that you're not on the right track. So it doesn't take me three months to train them up and give them a chance to learn, etc., etc. Because in life, you know inside your heart, inside your guts, whether you're following the program to enhance the probability of you achieving your dreams for you and your family. So we do it a year, not because I need a year to figure out whether you're, you're following the program or not. We do it a year so I can reinforce for 12 conference calls, plus emails, etc., and approximately 50 weekly reports. I don't need 50 weekly reports to find out whether you're on the program or not. So in the second, third, and fourth month, you figure it out, and then you stop attending the conference calls, and you've got a reason. And, and then some people, I think, I, I couldn't prove this, you start planning meetings around so you can't be on the conference call. Or trips. I'm on a plane. Sorry, Thelma, tell Mr. Pena that I, I would have liked to have been on the call, but I'm on a plane. When really you're in bed jacking off. So, really we can only have this program, it doesn't, it doesn't, not 12 months, we can do it in three weeks. And then I wouldn't have to, especially when I was getting up in the middle of the night to do these fucking calls. Well now I don't get up in the middle of the night. Now I'm sitting back watching CNBC, I don't Skype and do that shit, but I'm watching CNBC so I'm accomplishing something while I'm talking to y'all. Emailing. I used to have conference calls when I was in business when I was on the running machine. And they'd always say, Dan, Dan, we got a bad connection. I said, no, we don't have a bad connection. I'm on the running machine because at least I'm burning some fucking calories instead of wasting my time talking to you. And, or, not or, I used to be in the cancer box, getting a tan. The tanning machine, I call it a cancer box. <laughs> Dan, 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 of course the fans, you know, are real close to you, I guess. Now I have a stand-up one, but I used to have one that you had to be horizontal to the ground. Dan, Dan, I can't hear. Well, speak up, you stupid bitch. Because at least I'm getting a tan when I'm talking to you. I'm not wasting my fucking time. So I'm either burning calories or getting a tan. I'd like to do you both. I wish I had a tanning machine that I could be on. <laughs> but they don't have one of those. Maybe, maybe that's a good thing I should, you know, bring to the market for other people like me. Okay. Are there any questions? No questions. Okay. Yesterday, uh, when Robert finished up uh, with his um, internet guru stuff, even the more sophisticated internet guru guys, uh, purported sophisticated internet guys, had questions of him and some of the things, a lot of the stuff he covered, the more sophisticated of you, knew about. Yeah, okay. I, I would, it would have been sad if you didn't know about it, since that's where you're, you're, you're making your most of your, well not most of, that's where you're making your living in. The guys that aren't involved in that business, like Marcus um, and Christina, probably learned a lot of information, but there was a lot of information to grasp. There's no question about that. And with the greatest respect, other than the king of gypsies over here, who's a, a, an alleged genius, I mean, you couldn't have possibly grasped all that information. You couldn't have. You couldn't, have, as they say up here. You couldn't. Have. Um, 
um, a, a couple of you or two or three have already said, indicated uh, that uh, you want to come in October. But it's interesting, when I had my private time, uh, one of you said, I'd like to come in October, but I want to have accomplish something in October. I said, well, that's a good thing, because if you haven't accomplished anything in October, I'm going to beat you like a fucking rented mule. So the guy that once came on one week, skipped a week, and came another week, I couldn't beat him, really, because he only had two weeks. He traveled four days. So actually, I mean, Pickett Stan was probably smart, because he realized in, in, in 11 days he could, couldn't have expected to accomplish much. But he brought his whole team the second time. So he really did accomplish. And believe me, all his team didn't want to be there. <coughs> Because they had heard that Stan had gotten a beaten. <clears throat> and so, why go bring me to a place, and it, it was a cold, it was cold, and it wasn't like this, to just get a beaten. And, but, um, and it was during Lourdes, the cricket. And some of his team were British. And they wanted to be here like they, they'd rather chop their foot off because they would rather be watching uh, cricket on TV. Or, in one case, one of them would actually be there watching it. And that's the Valhalla for English cricket. People, you know, want to die and be buried at Lourdes because of, of the, um, I don't know if it's a sentimental, uh, I guess it's emotional feeling they have for cricket and, and bless you, in Lourdes. So, but you should, for those of you that are coming back in October, you better pay real close attention on the conference calls and you do something, otherwise it's gonna be like hell week Navy SEAL week, and by the way, the one that went through Navy SEAL training is short. And why did it, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but if I say anything that is not accurate, stop me. He went through this training because he wanted to toughen up. Okay? He didn't, you know, and um, he wanted the emotional toughness. Now the SEAL training, now, the real SEAL training now, you go home on the weekends, and when I went through the, the, the equivalent of the ranger training for officer candidate school, infantry that I went through, they don't let you go home on the weekends and, you know, to sleep with your wife and see your kids and that kind of shit. Uh, they just beat you for six months, 20, 22 hours a day, and hope that you broke. Well, they hoped that they broke him and some others, and he got seriously injured, and he stayed, and they said, don't you want to go home, kid? You know, you should go home, kid. And they say, you know, it's cold or hot here or whatever. And you could go home and you could get your leg fixed and get your arm fixed. And you, you wouldn't have me on your face telling you you're just a cunt, etc., etc. But he stuck it through. Okay. Now, I'm not recommending that all, you guys go to uh, SEAL training. Yeah, I must sure. say, though, that it wasn't like the official thing because you have to be a U.S. citizen, but it's very kind of equivalent. Yeah. So you get a beating. Yeah, you get a beating, yeah. But they can't, like in the good old days, 40 years ago when I went through it, they, they, you got a real beating, you know. But and now they have to, are you going to sue me and some of these other things. But when I went through they didn't give a shit. No, you would no more sue a tack officer or a drill sergeant than I'd blow my brain. I mean, it's, I, I can't even think about it, you know, to think that you would sue somebody that was giving you that military training. But now they have to be careful about stuff like that. Just like the death threat we had in the office, unfortunately, in the last 40, uh, 72 hours, 48 hours. So, um, now, we're going to film, uh, late in the day, a uh, role play. 
We're going to have another role play for a director, and we're going to have one more role play for an investment banker, which I believe you want to be... The lawyer. The lawyer, okay. Interview lawyers. Um, and then, um, at the end of the day, um, oh, we're also going to go through your success tests, which Marcus and Sip, or Chip, now that I find out that you, well, I'm supposed to be calling you instead of Sip, it's Chip. Uh, got perfect scores. Coincidentally, the second time around, like a miracle, they had a lightning bolt from God to tell them what the right answers were. Uh, in the history of the tests, 17, 18 years, we've only had one perfect score, which is me. We've had several, half a dozen or six or eight minus twos, which I think is what you got the first time. Uh, and um, we've had 20 or 30 minus ones, but we'll go through that. Um, and uh, we've also had some 16s or 18s, which means that you should jump in front of a bus. The best thing, get some insurance, and the best thing you can do for your family is jump in front of a fucking bus and let it kill you. That's the best thing. We've had a few, four or five of those. Um, the, uh, but even the legionnaire that was here from the Foreign Legion only got a minus two. Okay. And he was, he, he was insulted that he didn't get a minus three, which I thought was kind of cute. Uh, but then he's an assassin. So he's a real assassin, trained assassin. Okay, if there's no questions. Uh,